Cutting through the Matrix on the 30th of September 2010. I always suggest to newcomers to get it off my chest right away at the start of the show, rather than bother you all the way through it, uh, to look into cuttingthroughthematrix.com and you'll find hundreds of audios for download. And I've given talks over many years now. I put them up there for free and you can help yourself. I try to give you a a lot of behind the scenes or more of the, the nitty-gritty of what runs the New World Order, what is the New World Order, how it was planned, the various institutions that were set up to work it into existence. And um, sometimes, now and then, I'll mention different books too, which you can get a hold of. It helps you to really pick up the pieces quickly and get an idea of why we're in the mess we're in today. This is the period of chaos and out of the chaos will come the order, you see. That's what's always done when you're bringing in a new system. Create the chaos first. That means destroying society as it was. And that means everything in society, even relationships between people. And then you bring in the new order under an authoritarian rule. And that's what you're in now. You're under authoritarian rule. Pretty well the whole world went along with 9-11 and introduced the same laws, which meant at the same time, which meant that we're all prearranged and agreed to long before 9-11 came along. So help yourselves there. Now, when you're there, go into uh, the books for sale and the discs for sale. That's all I have to keep me going because I'm the only host out there, I think, who doesn't get paid by advertisers. I have the option, of obviously. But if I do, then technically I'd have to bring them on as guests or something and promote the products, and then I'd get paid for it, basically. And that's okay. That's how a lot of people make their living. This is a society that runs on commerce. Uh, so it's up to you, the, the listeners, to keep me going. You'll find out how to buy the books and the discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com website. Uh, from the U.S. to Canada, remember, you can use uh, an international postal money order. You can use uh, a personal check from the U.S. to Canada. Uh, you can also use cash. Some people send cash in an envelope. And you can use PayPal to donate or to order. If you want to order, just uh, send a, a separate email after the PayPal donation with the name, address, and order. I'll get it right out to you. Same across the rest of the world uh, with the addition of Western Union and MoneyGram. It's all up to you. And cash too. Uh, still cash at the banks so far. And the, the ads you hear on the show, remember, are paid by advertisers directly to RBN, the station, for the broadcast. And that pays for their equipment and staff and the bills that they get rushing in, too. We'll get these bills. So, remember, it's up to you to keep me going. I try to give an alternate view of history, uh, the alternate. Uh, and it's not uh, stuff I make up myself. I use the big boys' own writings themselves. Uh, top psychopaths, top-level psychopaths love to publish their memoirs. And uh, because they're psychopaths, uh, tremendous egos. The problem is very few people bother to read them. 
but they let a lot out the bag, you see, especially um, as they're getting on in life. And they want the world to appreciate the, the work they put into bringing in this new elitist system uh, that we've all to suffer under. It's called the New World Order. There's been different uh, people who've announced New World Orders at different times, even during the 20th century. Uh, one of the New World Orders, of course, was the first one was to be a communist international New World Order. The second one was to be a socialist international New World Order. And you had Nazism out of that. And now, of course, we have the real one, you know, the real one. And that came out of the so-called Allies ideas based in London, England. That's the one we're under today with free trade and all that nonsense. Back with more after this break. I'm Alan Watt, and we're back, cutting through the matrix. Everyone's been talking about the censorship of the Internet and the new laws that are getting rammed across the globe in all countries that pretty well at the same time, which means, again, it's a, it's a concentrated, organized effort by those that run the world already. And we also find as lawyers, real shysters, though, the ones who are um, they've often been close to disbarment often for unethical practices even by the law societies like this character I'm going to mention here and uh, they go after people for copy infringement and stuff like that and uh, they've been in the news because their company and really it's an extortion racket when you really look into the articles about this particular or, uh, company uh, this, this man's been it, it works on as a, an extortion racket and legality of course is what backs them up and makes legalized crime you know uh, the criminal justice system, because that's what it really is at the top. Uh, they threaten people with uh, taking them to court. Most people will pay out of court for supposedly downloading unauthorized uh, copyrighted material. And um, supposedly, again, it was done. They always use a, an excuse to get the thing off the off the off the floor and going. And they use the excuse of the, the music industry to protect the music industry and stuff like that. But it's not the music industry they're going after, or, or those who are downloading the music. And even then, if they were, most folkers stop giving them the finger, because you, can, you don't have to pay them. But again, a lot of people who are scared and so on will pay up, because they're being basically blackmailed of being exposed and don't want a, a court appearance should ever appear. And this is how these characters, these shysters, make their money. Lots of money in it. And this is about a, a company that does that. And it says, a law firm faces huge fine over a leak of personal files. And this was the 29th of September. This is a law firm that pursues the owners of Internet accounts linked to alleged illegal downloads of music and films was warned yesterday it faces a sw- swinging a fine uh, after the personal details of a further 8,000 people were leaked online. It says the Information Commissioner, Christopher Graham, said that ACS Law, that's a company, right, that, that makes its money after going after people, or for, about going after people to try and get cash off them. It says, which has sent thousands of letters to suspected, suspected Internet pirates, asking them to pay compensation of £500, could be forced to pay up to £500,000, his company, 
if it is found that the company had flouted data protection laws by failing to safeguard personal details on its computer system. And supposedly, anyway, the, 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 um, the, the computer system went down, and when they uploaded it, they didn't have all their safeguards on, and people grabbed uh, all their data right away. Supposedly, that's how it happened, and then it was put up on the Internet with all these users and so on. Bank accounts and everything, which makes you wonder uh, just how many people are involved helping this particular creep, you know, that runs this uh, agency, this law agency. Um, how many friends he's got in high places to give him that kind of data? Because they want to find out if the people are worth suing. Do they own any property? Are they worth suing? It's a list of 8,000 Sky broadband, broadband subscribers. So they're going, the, the IT pre, um, um, servers are helping out in this. BT, British Telecom, was a big culprit in this too. So, and 400 plus net users, which was stolen in a hijack attack on ACS Law's website, appeared on the internet yesterday. The leak followed the earlier release of another database of 5,000 people whose internet accounts were allegedly, here's the, here's the big key, this is where they make their real money, allegedly used to download pornographic films. Now, no one, you see, most of these people who download the pornographic films will pay up the money before they get their names exposed, and that's what the lawyers live on. The threat is basically blackmail, isn't it? The latest disclosures contain the names, addresses, and Internet details of users suspected of illegally sharing music files, including information on how much compensation was paid by individuals approached by ACS law. In some cases, the bank details of people who made payments have also been disclosed. Sky last night suspended cooperation with ACS Law. A Sky spokesman said the suspension will remain in place until ACS Law demonstrates adequate measures to protect security of personal information. Well, see, all users of of, uh, Skynet um, should should actually dump it and change providers right away. And all those in British Telecom should find other ways around it too because these characters... Um, are just handing over everyone's details, their whole records of all your use on the internet to these little shysters because they're all getting kickbacks for doing so. Money. And if he ever goes to court, by the way, these cases, the judge gets paid about £750 for every case he tries. Everybody gets a payoff for this. It says the law firm has been previously criticized by consumer groups who say some of those approached to pay compensation have been innocent of any offense. And it's, sure, it's true enough, on, uh, on wireless, uh, anyone can hack into your wireless system. We know that from Google, it pretty well took everyone's uh, data from the, their wireless systems and sell it. And they can actually hack into and use your accounts to download whatever they want to. Anyway, it says the databases were released, released earlier this week after hackers, a forum known as 4chan, or Chan, organized an attack on ACL, uh, ACS's Law's website, forcing it offline for a period. When the website was restored, it briefly displayed uh, an unencrypted backup file, which included the personal information. It was copied, and um, the operation itself was called Operation Payback, and rapidly copied across the Internet. And you have to go in to read this stuff, because read the stuff between the guy who owned this company, this this company that's um, been criticized, ACS Law, and his higher lawyer, you know, the God lawyer, which is a Queen's counselor, that's someone who's actually done work uh, for the British Crown, so they get the title QC. 
and read what that QC tells them to do and what he will do to change the appearance of everything by basically taking over uh, everything to do with ACS's law, uh, Google searches, by mass finding good reports about the company. And so that's all you'll see until the bad stuff will be in the fifth page that nobody reads. And that's, that's actually in the advice that this QC gives, this particular little shyster. Anyway, it says here, um, Mr. Graham said the question we'll be asking is how secure was this information and how it was so easily accessed from outside. We'll be asking about the adequacy of encryption, the firewall and training of staff. In other words, they're already getting off the subject, even in this article. <laughs> ACS law, which has struck deals with the rights holders for illegally owned, uh, downloaded material and is understood to receive about a third of the compensation paid by users, defended its business. Andrew Crossley, this is the guy who owns it, uh, the firm's owner, said, we were the subject of a criminal attack to our systems. The business remains intact and is continuing to trade. Actually, he's, he's really in hard times right now because everybody knows what's going on. So they'll have to try and use Google, pay a lot of money, a lot of money, $1,200 per month, according to his QC, uh, to really load up Google all searches with positive information about the company. You know. Uh, and interesting too, if you go into the, uh, the, um, the, the wiki article on Andrew Crossley, you get more information. He's been up three times already in front of the legal society in Britain for unethical practices. But that's how he makes his living, by threatening people. Now you can imagine too, some of these people, these emails you'll see and so on, all, all the letters, uh, that were put up on the internet that were hacked, um, will show you uh, even old characters, and they're about 80 years old, who were downloading pornography, who are petrified of getting any up in court, and they're on disability or they're on, on, on um, old age pensions, a lot of them too. And you'll hear this shyster again making deals with them. You'll see them for yourself, where he, he works out payment plans to make sure they pay off what he says they owe. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, to me, all that stuff is blackmail. It's just pure blackmail. Pay up or, or we'll put your money. Your name will be up in the papers, basically. That's it. You know, because you ended up in court. That's it. And as far as I'm concerned, I don't do this. I don't watch pornography at all. I know all that stuff's out there to do and why it was first put out there. Uh, even before the internet came along, it has a purpose. And it's part of destroying society. But when children literally are coming into libraries during school breaks to go on the computers to watch pornography at the age of eight and nine and have been for years, uh, I, I can't understand how they can go after people in their 80s for the same darn thing, watching the same stuff, if that's their addiction. You know. So anyways, I say go into it and then you'll find the searches and you can actually read all the, the mail it was in, and, and uh, all the data that was put up on the net. And you'll find how this is really does work. And this ties in, you see, with this article here. And it's from Ross Story. And it says, Internet's creator slams the blights of web disconnection laws. And remember, all the articles I mentioned, I put up as links at the end of the show at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. So the Internet's creator slams the blight of web disconnection laws. Now, this guy here is interesting. Tim Berners-Lee is a kind of hereditary computer guy. Um, uh, probably especially bred, who knows, you know. You can take that as a joke if you wish to. However, 
um, he's the guy that was really behind a lot of the system we, we, we use today called the web. So he's credited with uh, inventing the web. He warned Tuesday of the blight of new laws being introduced across the globe, allowing people to be cut off from the Internet. He says it's been a rash of laws trying to give governments and Internet service providers the right and the duty to disconnect people, he told a conference on web science at the Royal Society in London. He's a real bigwig, this guy. The current blight includes a French law that comes into effect this year that threatens to cut people off if they illegally download from the Internet, and a new British law passed in April which could see similar action, he said. If a French family can be forcibly disconnected from the Internet by law for a year because one of their children downloaded something that some company asserts that they should not have downloaded without trial, I think that's kind of appropriate punishment. Back with more on this after this break. Hi folks, I'm back and we're cutting through the matrix, talking about the laws getting rammed through to so-called police the internet. It's interesting that they're using everything as for punishment. Eventually the internet will be used when we go all, we're totally cashless society, which a lot of people are already voluntarily gone into by themselves. Um, but when it's all, when there's no more cash just floating around, it's all in the ether somewhere, uh, they'll use it too to cut you off and punish you. And that, that was decided back in the 40s and 50s before they mentioned the word computer to us and, or the internet or anything else. But that is a system that's coming in. Anyway, uh, this particular uh, man who supposedly designed the, the net uh, said here, if a French family can be forcibly disconnected from the internet by law for a year, that's your punishment, because one of their children downloaded something that some company asserts that they should not have downloaded without trial. I think that's a kind of inappropriate punishment, he said. That's Berners-Lee. He added, I'd like to go on using the Internet if it gets cut off or for some reason things go wrong. In some cases, for me, my social life would disintegrate. For other people, it may be access to medical information. So the, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology professors said the U.S. Senate was also considering a bill this week uh, that would have the government create a blacklist of uh, Internet sites, blacklisted sites, that U.S. ISPs would be required to block. Twenty years after his breakthrough while working at CERN, the European uh, Particle Physics Laboratory, Berners-Lee said, the net has got to a point that it is so critical, meaning it's necessary. Given the importance of the web in everyone's lives, and for their agenda, of course, which he's well aware of, he urged the Internet experts gathered at the conference to act on the encroachment of the once free-for-all online world. We have this duty of care, he said. Well, Berners-Lee said ISPs should not be, in general, be responsible for the content they were carrying, he admitted that issues of anti-terrorism and serious organized crime were an exception, he says. <laughs> uh, it's amazing, isn't it? And plus, as I said before, in the previous article to do with the lawyer and his company, who basically blackmail people into paying up rather than go to trial, 
for copyright uh, infringements. Mainly, mainly his, his main cases really will be pornography and stuff like that. Now, I imagine most of this pornography is uh, is uh, legal to buy. And, or subscribe to, I suppose, on the internet. And he's talking about the ones who've uh, used torrent files or something to get legal stuff down, so they haven't paid for it. If it was criminal otherwise, you see, the criminal justice system would be involved and they would charge the person anyway. If it was illegal stuff, pedophilic stuff and that. So anyway, you can see how, how this is all working out together as more and more lawyers get in on the acts to make more money and since they're always churning out more and more lawyers every year, who are only too happy to go along with this new system that always creates new jobs for them as they come across new areas that they've never had to go into before, um, there'll be more and more and more of this stuff uh, coming out as time goes on. But as I say, it's, a, it's, a, it's also a dilemma too for real people who don't, they're not companies, they're not corporations, they're not the huge porno industry either, and it's a huge, huge industry. Uh, probably a billion-dollar industry, multi-billion-dollar industry. There's no way, you see, that um, uh, they can take those kind of guys on. And um, you'll also find out, too, uh, that the small guys, as I say, like myself, who publish books, uh, if that's all you can do to keep on the air, and people will do grab your material and put it up on the net there for free, um, then it does affect me. You know, Well, no, who should go after those guys? It can be done. It can be done. And some people are so damn stupid, they're not doing it to help the world or, or, or put out information. They simply want to sink the person that's putting out the material. And that is a fact. I've had experience with that. still goes on today. I even know who's doing it. Anyway, that's your little dilemma with the, the coming laws and restrictions and all the rest of it. And you know darn well the blacklist is going to go after anyone, anyone who goes out to speak out against governments. It was interesting, I noticed in George Bush, the first era, that uh, he was the first one, I think, to use the term anti-government, anti-government um, protesters. Now, that was a direct translation that came from the Russian for the same thing, for the Soviet, from the same thing, as is political correctness. But anti-government now uh, is, is, is to smear you uh, with, um, it's almost like calling a, calling a Nazi or a terrorist if you say you're anti-government, rather than say what part of the government policies are you objecting to? Because that's generally what people do. There's some agenda or part of an agenda the government's pushing people don't like. Well, that would also mean your opposition party was anti-government because you're the guys doing most complaining about the government, right? <laughs> So that's what we're going into, and plus the U.S. also has done a study recently to put out and scour the Internet for people who they deem are putting out anti-government information. Now, there's a caller there uh, from New York. It's Carlton. Are you there, Carlton? Yes, Mr. Watt. How are you doing? Not too bad. Love you. Love your work. Appreciative of what you're doing. Um and I'm actually glad I got to call in today. But um, I was just actually, well, I want to plug the book, too. I did get the first um, series, and I will be sending some in to get the second one a little, little soon. But um, you know how times is right now. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm really, I really wasn't. <laughs> it was a little, didn't think I was going to get in. But, um... Yeah, hold on, I'll tell you, and we'll come back after this break to hear the music.
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. This is Cutting Through the Matrix, and we're talking to Carlton from New York. Are you still there, Carlton? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to touch on just the pornography and how it basically, like you always say, it separates the, the bonding process between male and female. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm 25 years old. I've watched plenty of pornos in my, in my lifetime, and I can... Testing testify to how it has basically made, you know, me myself look at women in a mm-hmm. certain light and just basically look at them as a sexual object. And, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, we as men, we are going to be attracted to certain things about a woman, but the way it is now, it's like, yeah. it's like... <laughs> And as a matter of fact, I think I mentioned this to you in an email once before, how women are like, they just, they, they, it's, I can't even really get it out like how I want to, but it's like, like, like I said, you like, they, like they don't need us anymore. Like, yeah, they've been taught that too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's crazy, man. And mm-hmm. it's like how everything, I have conversations with the, about these subjects that you talk about all the time with my cousins. Mm-hmm. in the house that I'm, that I'm staying in now, and they are females. Yeah. And one of my cousins actually said to me that all women are whores in one way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had to tell her, I was like, man, I can't, I can't go for that because mm-hmm. me being a young man and actually seeing how things are working and how things are, are le- what things are leading to, that's, not what I'm looking for, you know what I'm saying? So I'm That's like, right. and these are as these are my older cousins, so they like, I'm like, damn, y'all not giving me any hope at all. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's a key, and I must remember too that big uh, designers of the system are now in, and the culture they would create was Bertrand Russell, and he uh, did experimental schools. Remember back in the, I think 1920s and 30s. On behalf of the British Crown, he's allowed to uh, promote uh, sexual promiscuity with children who didn't even reach puberty, trying to see uh, the goal being, of course, is if they would um, have so much sex, they would never think of bonding with a person on an emotional basis. The idea was to separate the sexual act from the emotional bonding. And, of course, that was a fabric that kept society and families together. Uh, they wanted to destroy that so that the state would be in control of, of, of everyone, the male and the female, all split up to get individually helpless on their own. And, of course, it is, we've got to look at it from the women's side, too. A massive attack from the 60s, uh, speeding up through the 70s, was aimed at the women with the Bernays techniques, of course, and Bernays was involved in the early stages, um, to get women to be more more sexualized. The pill was given to them. Uh, All the magazine articles were telling them they can do what they want. The the miniskirts came in. The guys' tongues were hanging out and all the rest of it. And and it's got so bad today. Now the women are going out in gangs looking for a lay for the night, as they call it. And that's that's their weekend lay. I mean, mean, they have literally... Uh, separated the emotional bonding totally uh, from the physical act, and that was the purpose. You're quite right. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's, it's amazing. And the way you lay things out, I mean, 
I, I know, I, I feel it in my heart for a fact that you are the real deal and what you're saying is real. But at the same time, I think sometimes I'm like, are these people really that sick? Because, I mean, even on the, the whole porn pornography side of it, like, and you talk about the hermaphroditic um, yeah. agenda. Yeah. And I've actually seen pornos with, you you know, the the, the, tra the transsexual shims, I guess you can I, I, mm -hmm. I use that word, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this message out there, like, I... It, it's That's crazy right. to, to, to actually you, like you wake up and then just really notice things and then you, you try to tell your family about it and then they don't they don't it's like they just like you say they don't care they don't care and and they, they somehow think it doesn't affect them but believe you me um, even if you're not following the the, the, the the culture creators or what they're doing to you even if you're not following them directly those around you are and what they do in their lives will affect you down the, down the road uh, so it affects everyone and um, what you find now too is is the once they had given all the propaganda towards the women and that's exactly what they said to do the Marxists said the same thing and we've got to remember that Russell, who was a British lord for the aristocracy, who was in with all the bankers of London, the city of London, all the rest of it, the Milner Group, he graduated into the Royal Institute of International Affairs, Council on Foreign Relations, also worked with the Macy Group uh, that they brought in from Germany, uh, that ran from Germany um, because Hitler would have grabbed them, and uh, the Frankfurt Group too, who also fled Germany. And... Um, they also worked on the same projects of of uh, disassociating any mental obligation, emotional obligation or bonding from the sexual act so that the people in general in their new world order could be controlled. Uh, and they knew also it caused tremendous fallout because women still have the drive in them to have a child. As science comes in as a savior and says we gave you the pill, you don't need men in, anymore, so even if you're older, uh, just freeze your eggs, we can freeze your eggs, and, and we can fertilize, fertilize it down the roads and give you um, uh, the type of uh, child that you wish. So women have been bombarded with all this stuff until science becomes their god, basically. And even, even though, even at that, a lot of them end up going to therapists. They, they started training therapists to go out there and because they knew the fallout down the road, which is happening now with women who've had the careers. Uh, they're burned out. They don't have a family. They have no offspring of their own. And, 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 and they're depressed as can be. And, oh, man, you just touched on the subject right there. because And you brought up the kind. It, it, man, I swear to goodness, like... Mm -hmm. I know you're not like a mystical man, but it's like you have a crystal ball sometimes because I was just having a conversation yesterday with my older cousin who has her career, has no kids, mm -hmm. and just like you just described, and we were actually talking about communism. Mm -hmm. And she was saying that she read Marx and Engels, and she said she was liking it, but at the same time, I'm telling her, I'm like, oh, so you like no private property. Oh, so you like no family unit. Like, and she's sitting there like, yeah, yeah. But then at the same time, she makes the statements that our family is dysfunctional and we don't we don't get together as a family and do things. I'm like, how contradictory is that? Like, really yeah. look at what you're saying and then mm -hmm. look at the thing. <laughs> you're just contradicting yourself. Yeah. But yeah. and, and 
you and what you've got too see we do have dysfunctional families because they have been been bombarded with massive propaganda and indoctrination really since about the 1960s onwards and it escalates all the time uh, until they're copying the celebrities on television uh, they, they think everyone's got a better life than they do they're, they're never pleased with anything that's what advertising's all about of course um, so you're never uh, pleased enough with yourself You're dissatisfied with who you are, how you look, what you have and all the rest of it And so couples are fighting all the time And uh, at the same time, uh, they keep putting the young females on uh, Dancing away there at music television if they, Even the older guys sit and watch And then they look at their wife and say Well, she's not like that you know, Well, your older wife is the same age as you <laughs> You're maybe even older. How do you look to her? So, so they both look at each other and they become dissatisfied because you, they created a youth culture. And I've met women in their 40s, 50s, even 60s who try to dress up like their 20-odd years of age because they, they, they know it's a youth culture and they hate being older. And women who start to get the first wrinkle in their face almost have a nervous breakdown. They, they feel that they're becoming a non-person. Uh, before before that era came in, um, the, the older people were wiser. They had respect, and uh, they had a big place in the community because they did have so, so much wisdom. So the wisdom now isn't passed on. We have older people today who still watch the same TV shows as the young, and they have nothing to pass on to children. They have no wisdom at all. So the war was waged on them, and it has been successful. subject, but I always wanted to tell you about this. Um, I pretty much came into this information within the past couple of years, so I'm pretty new to it. But I mean, listening to you has given me a very, very, I think, a pretty good understanding of what has been going on in the world, particularly with the governments and predictive programming and things of that nature. But sometimes you do speak on the video games and things like that. And I I, I'm not going to lie. I'm still a product of my conditioning. I do still like video games. I don't play them as much as I used to, though. But there is a particular video game I wanted to draw your attention to that I've had pretty much for basically about like four years now. It's called Civilization Revolution. And now when you talk about the histories of civilization and all that stuff, I just I love it because <laughs> it, it, it makes the most sense to me. But this is called Civilization Revolution. Of course, on the front of it, Napoleon is there. But you basically, you pick from all of the great civilizations, Egypt, Rome, Greece, um, Mongolians, Zulu, all the type of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how it begins in 4000 B.C., and you have to work your way to um, basically the way you win is this, is through domination. You have to take over the other um, civilization's capital mm-hmm. city through military. Yep. You win it economically if you build the World Bank. You win culturally if you um, build the um, United Nations. Yep. And you win uh, scientifically if you build a space station and then take it to the, to the, to, um, to up into space. But mm-hmm. and it, it's crazy how throughout the game you have to learn different technologies and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they list as a technology is religion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when you 
you get to religion, you actually get the fundamentalist um, type of um, government, and with that, you can actually your your armies get extra boost in um, in, in fighting fighting skill. But this is total propaganda, total propaganda. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I just didn't. And when I first got it, I just was looking for a game that I can build up, basically build up a civilization or build up anything, basically, because that's the type of games yeah. I was into. But And then you end up with a world empire. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You end up with a world empire, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it's crazy how it's just so predict- just predictive programming all through it. And you have, of course, like you have like certain, like, um, they call them great people, like Homer, yeah. um Aristotle can come to your civilization and they can give you perks. Like if you get a builder, you can build certain wonders. And, of course, the pyramid is a wonder. The military-industrial complex is a wonder. It's, it's, it's crazy all of the predictive programming that's out here. Sure. <laughs> it is. In the space, it is. Like, I actually did watch, um, watch Space Odyssey today, too. Yes. Uh-huh. And somebody put the... Um, the, like a clip of your um, cutting through the, uh, re- I mean, a reality check mm-hmm. um, DVD that you did. Yeah. They did a clip of that, and then they, like, did some clips of the Space Odyssey movie and how mm-hmm. you were explaining it with the whole eight men and the obelisk coming down and all that stuff. It was pretty yeah. good. But that's all I got for you. I just want to say this one more thing, too. If you don't have any kids, you need to make some because we need some. Need some people with your with your mind power coming through this mess, man. Because this is this is crazy. We need somebody to clear it up for us, man. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks, Mr. White. I love you, and I'm gone. Like you, you hang in there, and hang in there, and call again. Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It truly is amazing what people are living through. Most of them don't even know it. Uh, how their thoughts come to them, uh, how they reach conclusions or opinions. And as Jax E. Lowell said, it was by osmosis. In other words, they hear it from all right, they're bombarded, and they don't know they're being propagandized. And again, predictive programming runs through every movie, every television series, every soap is predictive programming for you to emulate in one, one form and also to, to think of things as being inevitable in another. It's amazing all the movies that turned out from the 80s through the 90s, kind of sci-fi about the future. They were all totalitarian systems that you saw. Every one of them was totalitarian, where you have the, the, the cops dressed in all their SWAT gear and body armor, and you always had the citizens with palm printing, iris scans, and all this kind of stuff. That They were just one after another getting you ready for what was to come. And that's predictive programming. So when it does happen, you think, well, I guess it's inevitable because the idea is familiar to you. It was pushed at the back of your brain via uh, fiction, through fiction, when your guard is down and you don't realize that you're getting programmed. So it's quite something. Here's another article here on for the fourth year in a row <laughs> uh, that the majority of U.S. citizens distrust um, the media. It says, the 29th of September, and it says, uh, the U.S. Is, is got distrusted. The media, the media edges up to record high. The distrust in the U.S. media edges up to record high. Perceptions of liberal bias still far outnumber perceptions of conservative bias. 
Uh, for the fourth straight year, the majority of Americans say they have little or no trust in the mass media to report the news fully, accurately and fairly. The 57% who now say this is a, a record high by, is by 1% point, basically. It says, um, and then they show you the 97-2000 trend and the questions they asked him and so on. It says the 43% of Americans who in the Gallup's annual governance poll conducted September 13th to the 16th, 2010, express a great deal of or a fair amount of trust ties uh, the, the record low and is far worse than the three prior Gallup readings on this measure from the 1970s. Trust in the media is now slightly higher than the record low trust in the legislative branch, but lower than trust in the executive branch and judicial branches of government, even though trust in all three branches is down sharply this year. The findings also further confirm a separate Gallup poll that found little confidence in newspapers and television specifically. Nearly half of Americans, 48%, say the media's the medias are too liberal, trying, to the, uh, trying the high end of the narrow 44% to 48% range recorded over the past decade. One-third say the media are just about right, while 15% say they're too conservative. Overall, the perceptions of bias have remained quite steady over this tumultuous period of change for the media marked by the growth of cable and Internet news sources. Americans' views now are in fact identical to those in 2004, despite the many changes in the industry since then. And uh, so they're either too conservative or too liberal, which is not the point at all. That's not what I've been asking them. Uh, I'd have asked them to ask them different questions altogether and, and ask them if they're actually are there. Who are they serving? Who are they there to serve? Because believe you me, they're big, big industries with media barns, but they serve somebody too, even though they're rolling the cash in. Uh, back with more after these messages. Hi folks, I'm back and we're cutting through the matrix and to follow up the stories on the internet, such as the internet um, creators slamming the blights of web disconnection laws that are coming down the pike, then the legal firm that makes its money uh, in shyster form, true shyster form, by blackmailing people to pay out a court rather than go to courts, uh, when no real decision has been made on the copyright laws and so on, especially with these particular copyrights. But... Um, He's blackmailing mainly people who are elderly and who are probably addicted to pornography because lots of folk have been addicted to the darn thing, and they're all age groups. A lot of them are even pensioners, male and female, by the way, since we're living in an equal society in this day and age. But here's another thing, too. The FBI agents seek the right to tap texts, emails, and websites. U.S. intelligence services will be allowed to tap text messages, emails, and networking websites under new powers being considered by Barack Obama's administration. This is from The Telegraph. And it says, Oh, extremists and drug cartels are increasingly communicating online rather than using telephones. That's their excuse. And it's rubbish. It's nothing to do with that. These guys aren't that stupid at the top of the drug companies. The FBI says extremists and drug cartels um, are increasingly communicating and then they want to keep, so they want to keep track of them by getting more powers to tap basically everyone's phones, even more so without warrants, 
emails and all, all your, your communication and store them indefinitely. It's a new bill requesting additional powers to investigate suspected criminals. That means, see, everyone's a suspected criminal because if you haven't committed a crime, you're all liable to do it according to the governments. That's also basically your, your Darwinistic Pavlovian laws, basically, the idea of humanity. This is, uh, it's likely to face stiff opposition from civil liberties advocates who say the security services have historically abused extensions of power. And this is uh, James Dempsey of the Pressure Group Centre for Democracy and Technology said they're really asking for the authority to redesign services that take advantage of the unique architecture of the Internet. The proposals are likely to require that all encrypted messages services such as BlackBerry include a facility or back door that would allow investigators to examine communications with a warrant. You know, this article is a bit of a red herring, to be honest with you, because back in 95, the U.S. and Canada already signed an agreement that all communication uh, systems, all communication devices must have back doors built into them for sale. That was law then including fax machines, com- computers, and all the rest of it, telephones and all the rest of it. So they already can do that. And you'll find as well that the FBI has been doing whatever they wanted up until now anyway without telling anybody. All they do want really is the right to have it legally done out in the open. But they've always been doing this kind of stuff like the old-fashioned way. This didn't tell you. Same in Britain elsewhere and so on. And it's so amazing too, all these laws, all these laws are going through Britain and uh, America, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, all the old British Commonwealth countries at the same time. And across Europe as well now with the EU. And that's just coincidence, right? No, they go step by step. Okay, this year what do we do? We've got these plans to accomplish. Next year there's a whole bunch of new plans. And they're probably the next 50 years designed how they'll bring in the new society that is constantly being changed all the time to to work into the new world order. They're not finished yet. Not at all. Even when they declare world government, they're not finished. There's more to do. Well, from Hamish, myself in Ontario, Canada... It's good night to me, your God, or your gods go with you.